Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. So yesterday was Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, Ryan, he got me this little sweatshirt Yay! with our logo. So thank you, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a wonderful surprise. And we saw Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> that, that was a really good movie. What'd you yeah. guys do? Uh, we For Valentine's Day, we went to breakfast. And um, yeah, we went to breakfast and celebrated each other. And then I went to work. <laughs> and oh. then you went to work. And then I got some pampering done after work, but it was a good day. Yeah, it was a really good day. So last week, guys, we talked about dating and relationships and dating as an independent woman. And so today we have our spouses and our show is called Meet the Moors (laughs) and Dawsonville. So, Maya, how, how did you perceive marriage growing up? Uh, Honestly, marriage for me was not visible, at least in my immediate family. Uh, I come from a long line of strong, independent black women. (laughs) So in a lot of cases, there were single parents. You know, my grandmother on my mother's side was a single parent. My mother was a single parent. My aunts were single parents. And so um, it really was not until, gosh, probably... Mm, early adolescence high school that I became exposed to more married couples um, aside from what I saw on television so I really did not have like a uh, I was kind of flying without a, a parachute if you will for a while and I think as a result my perspective of men in marriage was somewhat skewed or romanticized mm-hmm. if if I had one so yeah what about you for me I grew up in a very blended family. And so I had a stepdad in which I referred to as my dad. I had um, step-siblings and whole siblings. And some people might even even refer to it as half-siblings um, because we had different dads. But um, watching my family raise us gave me um, a perception of marriage that it was a partnership number one and it took a lot of hard work to function effectively um, in a marriage and that's the way that I perceived marriage wow okay what about you Ryan um I grew up like the Cleavers I mean mom and dad were um you know a middle class family and they um taught me and my sister all about what love looked like and um, we modeled that throughout our lives and even in relationships it just kind of became a thing I always wanted the uh, what they call the um, the classic uh, white house with the picket fence mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. the family and the dog and God willing and everything had turned out and we got all of that awesome and what about you babe how'd you view family growing up in marriage um I well I I kind of came like you like you said like um having both parents but they weren't married um and like just seeing different points of view um at one time having both parents in the house and then next time just having my mother in the house and still seeing my father but not living with us so just that part of 
not like not like the cleavers <laughs> but um just more of you know father there when needed mostly than just in the house with you so that's kind of my different types of family with my mom and and my sister kind of and brothers and stuff like that so yeah so as a man did you want to get married did you find marriage attractive or was it just you know how did you feel about it um i didn't i knew i knew when i got um a little bit older that i wanted to get married um i think as a teenager or even as a young adult like 20s it was like yeah eventually i'll get married but it wasn't like uh it wasn't like like a goal for me, immediate goal. You know what I mean? I was more of a like, um, okay, this I could see myself getting married. Um, but I, I think I think at the time was our church that we was going to had the ideals of what a marriage looked like, and it always seemed like like even as a single in the church at the time, it just felt like all the married people were having fun, like <laughs> like at the conferences for the singles, you were here, you know. Y'all, y'all gotta live right, but we're about to go do it tonight, like stuff like that. So, <laughs> like, so that's when your idea was like, well, we gotta do this thing right so we can we can do it tonight. You know what I mean? So, I just think, I just think that's the thing that we we that's how I view marriage was seeing healthy married couples in the church that we we used to go to, but seeing seeing them loving each other and like, oh, that's a goal to have. So, gotcha. What about you all? Um, I think I always wanted to get married because of the Lifetime movies. <laughs> I used to watch Lifetime movies growing up and I would almost fantasize about, you know, the fairy tale marriage, you know how media portray portrays marriage. And so it was always something that I wanted to do. What about you, they don't Ryan? They turn out so well, though. <laughs> Most Lifetime movies do turn out well for the women. Now you got my antennas up. Are you thinking uh, Hallmark or Lifetime? Hallmark <laughs> is the one where the wholesome family comes together. Yes, yeah, Hallmark. Kids. Lifetime is the That's one where you find the spouse in the trunk. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm trying to go there. So you got my antenna up. Yeah. Oh, so Lord. I was really into the um, rom-coms growing up. Um, Really? Watching movies and television. Yeah, watching movies really? and television. What? And so I always saw, like, the perfect example of, you know, um, the overcome, uh, the overcomer love story. When you think about um, uh, Julia Roberts in uh, mm. the movie, um, I can't remember the movie, um, uh, Best Man. Oh, I was Best Man say, Wedding. please don't say Pretty Woman, but go Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you think about... You know, all the other types of movies where you see the families together, like you remember Beethoven, you remember um, uh, Dennis the Menace and things like that. I always oh saw that family as a uh-huh. as a whole. So to me, yeah, I always wanted to get married. Um, it was one of those things where, you know, thank God when I was like in elementary school, I discovered that I like girls and I always played house and, you know, had that idea in the back of my mind. He played with dolls with his sister, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, so I had a sister who was, um, uh, that was the only way I could really, like, you know, connect with her. So, yeah, I had had a couple of dolls and named them. My dad was like, you know, back and back when he saw them. (laughs) Yeah, back and back when he saw that. But it it, it worked out, you know, I was always um, secure in my manhood, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and my sister was my role model. I still look up to her to this day. She has always been my rock. And so every time I see 
her do something. She got married first. Mm-hmm. She had kids. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go that way. Okay, I'm going to go that route. So she's always been That's a awesome. role model. There's nothing wrong with playing with dolls. Nothing right? wrong with it at all. I had a, no, I uh, know. a male cousin. <laughs> We're you the same tell me. age when he grew up and he had a Cabbage Patch kid. And he's a great father. Like, I yeah. always just took it to mean, like, wow, he's a nurturer. Like, you know, great. Yeah, I, I don't think the, he wanted people to know that. Though, I went to the Cabbage Patch um, <laughs> I don't think he's like, thanks. With my sister's uh, Girl Scout troop and got a Cabbage Patch then, too. My dad wasn't happy about that one. <laughs> he's not happy about that. Like, I thought you were going to say, like, G.I. Joe. He's cradling Joe's, it. Why is he cradling it? Wrestling men. <laughs> well, I was going to say, do you want to talk about your... Yeah, I mean, I, I was playing with wrestling men, too. Like, wrestling action men, figures. action figures. But... Which of course. you still have an affinity for. Yeah, I still do. Yeah. I still do. All right, glad to see so... That. <laughs> Secrets from the Morrison. You'd Dolphins. be shocked that a lot of people... <laughs> And our and in the and I mean this ain't you guys kind of space, but in the Christian hip hop, our collectors of married oh, yeah. and collectors of wow. action figures. But go yeah. ahead. Thank you for that. Tidbit. So, how did you prepare <laughs> for marriage, Maya? Uh, you know what? I knew growing up that there were certain things that I wanted for myself that I wasn't experiencing. Like I, I saw the struggles of you know single um, parenting. And so I knew, like, you know, I want a partner in this life, you know. And uh, Chris mentioned earlier, you know, um, in college, we were a part of the same ministry and and at the same church and into our um, young adult years. And there was a a high regard for marriage in that um, in that environment as well. And so I knew early on, like, this is what I want for myself. Um, I don't necessarily I haven't seen it growing up but I knew this was what I wanted and so for me preparation wise I did a lot of work on me you know and Mm -hmm. it looked different in different seasons but um, you know I you know focused on um, strengthening my relationship with God I focused in on um, you know being healthy emotionally you know not carrying my daddy issues into any relationships with men you know Mm -hmm. Um, and so I did a lot of work on me, try to get my finances in order, you know, um, not living in debt, but really, like we talked about last week, trying to be that independent woman so that I wasn't carrying baggage into whatever relationship God had for me. So I really tried to be whole and content, too. That was another way that I really was trying to prepare for marriage because I had to get to a place where I was like, yes, this is a desire that I have, but I'm okay if it doesn't happen. And it wasn't until I got to that place that, you know, we started dating. So, yeah. How about you? Mm My biggest thing was education to prepare for marriage for me. I watched my mom go to school and take care of six kids. And she was constantly in um, education and get pursuing degrees. And I would just watch her stay up so late at night and still being an excellent mother, cooking, cleaning. And it was very stressful for her trying to go to school and take care of a family. So her biggest thing for us was make sure you get your education first before you get married and start having kids because it makes life a lot easier once you have your education um, when it comes to raising a family. So for me, I got my bachelor's and I got my master's 
And then, of course, after my master's, Ryan <laughs> proposed to me. So it seemed to line up. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still open to possibly um, more education, but it definitely um, makes my life a little easier knowing that I don't have to finish a degree while I'm taking care of three kids Amen. and a spouse. <laughs> okay. How'd you prepare, Ryan? I was selfish. Um, and just being plain honest with you, you know, I had career goals ever since I was 12 years old. I chased those goals, um, went to college and interned at my dream job and got hired by my dream job. And I was um, not into relationships, you know, until I met Toya. That was my first uh, real adult relationship. And uh, I just knew what I wanted. So I just went for it. I had a great relationship with God, really strong prayer life, really strong devotion, serving in ministry throughout my church. Um, me and Sean and Jeremiah started Track Stars in 2006 and, uh, you know, met Toya in 2011. So it was, you know, a long transition of me getting myself together, preparing for what God has for us in this next chapter. I could see the wife and I could see the kids. It was just so far off. I just hadn't had time to really like pay attention to it wow so that was my thing i was just really into um making sure that i had all my ducks in a row um bought my first house before getting married and when that was important to me had that man cave man space time i had the uh pool table in the living room you know where the furniture supposed to be and all that had to go i was about to say toy was like i ain't living here (laughs) yeah yeah i actually had um um uh like a man cave until she you know moved her stuff in and then it became a pink closet so it's crazy you know yes i painted the room pink yeah it was a it was a way for me to adjust you know and and get ready because i had to prepare myself mentally and spiritually for marriage that's awesome babe how about you how'd you prepare for marriage marriage counseling (laughs) no i mean it wasn't like i think because i was on a track of um i think in my life at that time it was just you know, stuff was starting to turn around for me. So, um, I, I think I think marriage counseling was the the best preparation for it because it's just show you all your ugly scars of yourself, your spouses, and everything like that. So that preparation time was really key for me. Um, and then also, I just think I think I was always have wisdom. I always had wisdom in different things in different areas. So I knew um, I knew what to like to do and carry a household even if I was by myself um so I I never like kind of lacked in that area you know um but I think marriage counseling was really a key point for me was like okay this is your preparation time to learn this person even past the eyes and oohs you know what I mean so awesome all right y'all it's time it's interview time so we're gonna start with the moors and I will be your interviewer all right (laughs) All right, so we'll start with his story. So, Ryan, mm-hmm. can you tell us how you and Latoya met? Yeah, so um, the very first time I saw her, mm-hmm. I was in youth ministry, youth group, and um, I was standing with a friend, and she walked in with her friends, and I was looking over, and I was like, who's that? And she's like, oh, that's so-and-so's like, ex-girlfriend. I was like, ex, got it. Check. And um, it was a couple of months later that uh, I saw her at church. I was actually um, having a conversation about my master's program, telling somebody about it. And she ear hustled and was just like, so what are you getting your master's in? <laughs> and um, we had a conversation about it. And, you know, I needed to, to I, it's almost kind of like, you know, when you date, you want to date on all around seasons. I didn't have that much time. So I used Facebook. 
<laughs> so I went to Facebook and I checked out the photos and the family life and was like, okay, let me see if this is something that I want to pursue. And then I sent her a friend request. And um, before I could even ask for her number, I had written a piece of um, on my Facebook page called The Keys to Relationship. And she commented on it and was like, I want to hear more. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, got it. Cool. So then I hit her up with a, a DM and asked for her number. And um, the, we stayed on the phone that night and talked about eight hours. Everybody knows I'm a talker. You don't know, now you know. Um, and then the next morning, I put on my best suit. I put on my trench coat, went to the store. I bought an apple, and I took it to her school, and I showed up to the classroom, and I was like, this is an apple for my favorite teacher. Wow. He was very, very smooth and charming, yes. Oh, Hong Kong's. You got to yes. watch Hong Kong's. That's, that's his, his waves, his waves were popping oh when gosh. I came into my, my classroom during, <laughs> during my planning period. And he was standing in the room, had his suit on and trench coat and pulled the apple out and was like, I brought an apple for my favorite teacher. Oh, I was like, okay, we well, just remember got out the they did the exact same thing. They did. Yes. You see, everybody couldn't do that because she happened to be a teacher at my old uh, middle school. Okay. So I walked up to the front desk and I told them who I was and I was just like, I used to go to school here. Can I walk around the hallways? And they were like, sure. You know, not oh really a gosh. thing anymore. Yeah, I know. Oh my God. You know, who you was, who was the hallway yeah. people there? Who was the security <laughs> there? I was like, I sir, I don't care where you went to. I used to, uh, I actually knew. Like one of the old administrators was still there and remembered me. Oh, I was wow. a fighter in school, so oh. I was known for ISS and suspension, so they, they remember me. And they still let you walk real, around? Bad boy, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> Finding yeah. out all the deets. They, yeah. they still let you do it? Okay, so so what made you pursue Latoya? That phone conversation. Mm. Just the fact that I knew it, I knew on that conversation she was going to be my wife. Wow. Yeah, I did. Because we had, we had hashed out everything that I was, you know, I check off lists, mm -hmm, you know. So mm -hmm. I had my little long list. Oh, it was over gosh. 100 over 100 qualities oh that I was looking for. And um, I was just like <laughs> on the phone mentally checking off the list. Like, oh, yeah, she wants a family. Oh, yeah, she's dedicated to God. Oh, yeah, she serves in ministry. Oh, yeah, she's entrepreneurial, uh, you know, minded. So, oh, yeah, we just worked out. Wow. Everything. Okay, so let's fast forward. Well, actually, for y'all, we not. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm just like we're not fast forwarding too far. But when did you propose? <laughs> Tell us about how you proposed and when you proposed. Okay, so um, again, you gotta watch those rom coms. Um, <laughs> I, um, I let's see. First thing I did was um, to like really set myself up. Is um, I got my tax return, and I broke into her house. Yeah, broke into her okay, house. Okay, this is not romantic. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, I have to have my mom. own story. Broke into I have to have my own story. <laughs> this is why it's called his story, because Tori's going to come and clean it up after he's done. But go ahead. Not carry much to on. clean up, though. <laughs> um, so I broke into the house, and um, I set up Valentine's Day for her. So Aww. it was around Valentine's Day. And I actually was, like, budgeting my money. I was like, this is mm -hmm. Valentine's Day. This is going to be the ring money. And um, I knew she was coming up to her graduation. And I, I saw a rom-com where somebody had um, proposed at the... Um, Presennial building in Boston. Mm -hmm. It's the highest building with the restaurant on the rooftop. And uh, I saw a rom-com where they hid the ring and the ice cream or the cake or whatever. So I got with the wait waiting staff when we went out for her, um, her graduation. But what I did was unique. I actually took her ring shopping that day. I was like, let's go look at some more rings, right? And so I already had the ring in my pocket. It was good to go. And then um, we had our dinner, celebrated her graduation. 
And uh, I had the waiters bring out the ring from the back of the kitchen. And she came out, and they came out with a big candle on it. Well, we prayed, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. I was praying for them. They brought it out while I was praying. I told them, I said, They brought it out. When you see me bend my head and close my eyes, then that's when I want you and to And the prayer was like extra, extra, extra long. long. <laughs> and I was like peeking a little bit like, is he still praying? Because he kept kind of repeating some of the, you know, same things. So I was like. Nervous. But then, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't see the waiter staff come up yet. And so by the time she opened her eyes, the ring was in front of her. That's awesome. The school of rom-com. Yes. Thank you. Of rom-com. Thank you. Okay. So let's fast forward a little more. How did life change after marriage? Uh, wow. Um, so, you know, it was my first relationship, first time um, ever living with somebody and sharing space. Um, and it was an adjustment to see my furniture go out the door and see hers come in. <laughs> so, you know, it was just that boundaries thing. That was changing a lot. Um, but I always had a rule, and I stick to this rule. I control the remote control. That's my thing. It's like, can I sit down and watch something that I'm not interested in? Um, she likes this um, uh, um, snapped television show. And so it really has a hard time with me when I, when I can't control things. So, we need to pray know, for Toya. Space and <laughs> having that space <laughs> and, and um, all that kind of stuff just changed for me. But then also, you know, we grew up fast because we got pregnant in our first year. Mm. So, you know, finding out that Big a baby change. was on the way mm-hmm. and buying a new house and all that kind of stuff and trying to, you know, make room and then expand our territory was was a challenge. Awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. last question before we move on to Toya because I know you bursting at the seams. Like, I got, I got, to, I got to clarify some things. <laughs> sure, I remember things Give me well your greatest joy and your greatest challenge in marriage thus far. Uh, the greatest challenge has honestly been trying to um, go down the entrepreneurial route mm-hmm. and, and, and hoping that the person that you are laying next to believes in you as much as you believe in what you have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when those things get hard and when you get discouraged and you want to give up on yourself, you're mm-hmm. just like praying to God, like, hope this person doesn't give up on me, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's been a, a big challenge is that, you know, it, it, it eats into family time. Mm-hmm. It eats into um um, devotion it eats into uh, you know time with your spouse it eats into everything you do yeah. trying to you know chase this dream that God has for us and so that's been the biggest challenge I think the biggest joy is of course having our kids mm-hmm. being able to um, see little um, mini hers and mini me's <laughs> more mini me's than her but uh, just seeing you know the kids take after our personalities and whenever our uh, child you know our middle child does something um, you know rambunctious or crazy I can always see myself in there like I used to do that so I know I understand her better you know I understand her better so it's like seeing kids and being able to you know um, see their patterns come out coming out of your lifestyle and your lifestyle coming out of theirs has been a joy that's awesome thank you Ryan Mm -hmm. thank you all right Latoya you have anything to add to the story of how you all met um, I I sprained my ankle at church that day. It was cold. It was a, it was in January, and my car broke down. So my neighbor gave me a ride to church, and so he was talking to my neighbor's son when I came up. I wasn't ear hustling like he said, <laughs> but that was uh, my neighbor's son. So essentially, he was my ride, and so when I came up. You know, I just kind of jumped in the conversation. And then when Ryan held out his hand to, you know, introduce himself, 
he held my hand for a long time and the guy <laughs> that I, the guy that he was talking to kind of looked like why are you holding her hand that long <laughs> Because I think he was kind of interested in me at the time. So that's just kind of a little backstory <laughs> about how we met. Rom-coms, you got to say uh, somebody. You sound like you didn't know that. <laughs> I did. You, oh, you heard man. Ryan, he said you got to steal him. Steal oh, her. no. Well, well, okay. well that, that kind of sounds like <laughs> our story. How did you know Ryan was the one? I knew that day, actually. Um, it was something internally. Uh, the Holy Spirit just kind of gave me that discernment like he's the one and it was confirmed after we had that conversation that eight hour conversation lord i don't know how i stayed up most of the night um but yeah it's because i had to go to work the next morning but like he said kind of going through the checklist it was confirmed and i was really excited because i was like finally Mm. because you know sometimes you just like who's who's for me god i'm just tired of dating and it finally happened where i knew like he's the one finally my spouse it was like a divine appointment i love it the infamous eight hour conversation (laughs) good stuff okay so let's fast forward how did marriage change or how did life change for you after marriage life change um because number one you don't necessarily grow up the same way so you have different standards and different ways that you do things like my standard of clean is different from his standard so I had to do some adjust adjustments uh, once we got married um, because I was more clean and a neat freak and he was not he was like chill those dishes will be fine and I was like but we need to wash dishes before we go to bed and you know he was like you'll be fine so you know just kind of learning to kind of compromise so that we can have a peaceful household and not necessarily a perfect household and not perfectly clean all the time. So that's how life changed for me. Got you. And last question, give me your greatest joy and greatest challenge since being married. My greatest challenge, I think, is understanding the differences between how a man thinks and how a woman thinks because we think completely different. Women, I think, (laughs) what is that? What is that book? Women are from. Oh, women are are from. Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Yes, yes. Um, Just understanding how to navigate our emotions because we're definitely more emotional. And sometimes men don't understand that. And I know we, me and Ryan, we've talked about, hey, leave space for me to cry and vent and be frustrated without taking offense to it yeah. or without feeling like you have to fix it. It's just part of our DNA. We're just more emotional beings. So that's probably been our greatest challenge or my greatest challenge um, is communicating to him that, hey, it's okay. I'm not mad at you, but I'm just frustrated. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, be mad at you all day. It's just let me have my moment. Mm-hmm. And my greatest joy is definitely being able to learn Ryan and see him grow and develop um, into a husband and a father of three little girls. Um, it's just been amazing to see the different layers mm-hmm 
that marriage exposes. And that's probably been my greatest joy is watching him um, develop over time. That's awesome. I mean, I've developed too over time, Mm -hmm. but I think I've really enjoyed um, getting to know him more intimately Mm -hmm. in a marriage. You can't read between the lines. That means taking on more chores around the house. (laughs) Grow and develop as a husband and a father. That's what that means. (laughs) Yes, he he does uh, much better with cleaning and, you know, helping with cooking and things like that. You know, you're doing way better than uh, when we first started. So, kudos. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, now it's time to interview the Dawsonville. Um, So... Chris, I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. How did you and Maya meet? <laughs> you want to show? You want to show the business? Everything? Yes. Okay. Let's that hear right. it. Okay, so um, me and Maya, of course, we was going to the same church, but we met in two thousand um, two. Well, that wasn't the first time because we went to leadership training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm saying. Like we part yeah. of the same church. So um, we met. We we officially met there, but we we were we worked at a camp mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and we were counselors together for the same thing, like for the same age group and mm-hmm. stuff. So we met there, and you know, um, after that, I dated somebody that she was friends with, and um, ooh, and then <laughs> thank you for the ooh. yeah yeah. yeah I, I dated somebody. I dated somebody for friends with that for a very long time. Um, and then that didn't work out. And then we were, we were still friends at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were still friends all the way to, I knew after that situation, I was like, I, I asked God, I said, God, I really want to marry somebody who I'm already friends with because I think I've, that experience was, was good. But I think that experience taught me that you need to know somebody before getting in, getting into a relationship with somebody versus trying to figure them out. And I think where I was in my life, I was like, I just don't want to figure nobody out no more. I want to know that person. Even if I still figure, I'm, I'm still figuring my out to this day and still learning and, and everything like that. But at the same time, I knew I wanted something where I was friends with the person for real. And then a lot of people that I knew that were like uh, my leaders at church or whatever, some of them were married to people that say they were like, I'm friends with her first, I was friends with him and X, Y, Z. So I knew I wanted that. So I would say it took me a while. I'll be honest, it took me a while because one, I was so mindful of her friendship with with my ex-girlfriend to a point where I was like, I don't wanna go down that route. I don't wanna go down that route at all. I wanna stay far away from that. And she was, people were telling me, actually, Sean was telling me, Sean Tanner on um, Track Stars was like, man, you just ask out, she's going to say yes. Just ask. I was like, but I don't want to go down that, that road. Because it was so many people at our church at the time that were dating, and they were missionary dating. So they would, like, date somebody, and it didn't work out. Then you see them with another person. And I was big on integrity and character and, like, making people, like, my name is good. Versus just like, yo, you don't want to mess with that dude because he's all the way around the world. So I, I knew for a fact that that's what I didn't want. So I think what came came up was one day I was, um, I, I did some, I mean, she would probably say this, I, I did some whack stuff. So, uh, and whack stuff meaning like one day we, 
are in our um, chapel area and we talking for an hour, like what are you talking about, like an hour, right? Yeah. So we talking from church, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Midweek service, yeah. talking to your tail. Go ahead. So <laughs> we we talking for like an hour about what dating? What are we talking about dating or relationships? Hypothetical. Oh yeah, yeah. So we talking about hypotheticals. <laughs> And at the end of that, she goes, she says, so um, what does this mean, Chris? And I was like, nothing. And it just walked <laughs> off, right? So, Oh, my goodness. So, Mess. Mess. So, and I just wasted your time so, for so a yeah, whole hour. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And made you miss midweek service. So <laughs> we left. But in that time, but you, was this before you, you before you dated those? I think it was while I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was kind of like, it was like kind of like boom, boom, boom for me. Yeah, like, yeah. And I was about to, I was about to date somebody else. But then I was like, I actually talked to my mother about that situation. She was like, don't go in that situation. And I was like, okay. And then um, I um, she, she, I just, we started talking after that. And then we, I asked her out and went on a, we went on a, um, our first date. So what made you decide to really pursue Maya as your spouse? And then how did you know that she was the one? How do I? Um, I, I would say... I knew she was the one when I went through the time I went through. Um, and that frustrated her, but I knew she was the one. Um, and then also, um, I had a, I had an intervention. Um, <laughs> Ryan, Shantana, and Rick Sincere had an intervention at Rick Sincere's house. And it was like... Tell every, us about okay. the inter- intervention. Okay, so, and okay. what led to the intervention. Well, I was no, out of, oh, okay. no, no, I was, I was out of a job, so... What happened was I was out of a job for like two years yeah. um, because I was trying to. One thing was I could have found a job in the field, career field, like the warehouse work industry. Um, but I was trying to find something totally different. So as I'm looking and trying for other stuff, I wasn't getting no work. So we were going out on dates. And uh, I remember when I did, um, I lost my job and they they um, they laid me off. And I remember telling her and I, and I told her, I said, well, Maya, I, we can't go out on dates like we used to because um, got to save up the money that I had because we got to I lost my job. And I didn't think I thought it would I thought it would I could find something easy, but it just took longer than it did. And in that process, <laughs> Maya got fed up and was like deuces. So <laughs> so I, I lost. No, no, like no. That, so but I, no, but I lost a lot of stuff. I lost a lot of stuff. I like it was it was God God through that time was faithful to me. Um so at that time, so fast forward going back to our saying intervention, we're in this thing and I'm thinking like we're about to do something totally different and then it's boom, like reality hits you with three guys that you like, what? What's going on? <laughs> so um this after that is an intervention. After that, in that conversation, it went from you gotta get your job. I know somebody can get you a job, and then somebody else was like, "You need to get Maya back." I was like, "What?" And then, no funny. Here's the funny thing. I think I got cocky too because <laughs> when Maya broke up with me, I was like, "You know what? Forget her. I'm gonna go out and go hard in the pain." I was, I was so in my mind, I was like, "Forget her." He was singing, "You don't have to call." Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> I was like, "Forget her." Possible. I was like, "Forget her. I, I don't, I don't need her." And and Shantana was like, no, bro, you need her. You need to go get her back. Good job, Sean. <laughs> you need to go get her. I was like, nah, man, I ain't messing with that. No, go get her. So then we met and talked over some stuff. And um, and then we got back together. And then stuff and then stuff just started turning around for me. I, I eventually got 
um, some a job and positions and stuff like that. And then after that, um, when I knew, I think just I just knew her her standing by me when I I really didn't have anything stuck out for me. Because I think to me, if you don't like, if you with somebody that's with you because it's great, then you got to question motives. But if you with somebody who with you when you don't have anything and going through a rough time, then that that says a lot to me. So yeah, the long winded version. So how did you propose to Maya? I took Maya back on her, our first date. So we went, our first date, we went to a movie, we went to a coffee house, and honestly, I, we went back to the chapel. So what happened was I, <laughs> I, um, I, I, I had different landmarks that we did on each date that we, we had, like a significant date. So our coffee house, went to the coffee house, the coffee house and the movie was near each other. So we went there, then we went to where we first ate at, mm-hmm. and then we went to the chapel and she got mad because she was like, why are we going back to my job? I was like, just trust me. It's <laughs> going to be right. I did work there. I was mad. Go ahead. And then I proposed in the chapel. But I think every landmark, I went to every place that we had a memory at and a landmark and mm. it happened. Beautiful. So how did life change after marriage for you? Um, I would say like learning, learning that person, like, really constantly learning and continuously learning that person. I think that's the biggest thing that challenge happened for me. The the thing I learned the most and continue to learn is like, yo, that's going to change. Like you may, she may feel about something totally different. The like a couple of days that she felt about something else. And then, you know, always being apologetic and then always realizing. And then sometimes God will be like, just apologize. And you're like, but I'm not wrong, Like, but just apologize. So you want to have something in your house. That's not like, peace in your house versus turmoil you know what I mean so so last question for you what has been your greatest challenge in marriage and what has been your greatest joy in marriage um I think the greatest challenge um I would say is to like really not I would say I think the, the greatest challenge to me has always been just trying to figure out figure Maya out and like once you figure that one thing out it could change so constantly learning her i would say that's the biggest challenge i think the biggest joy is to know that you know um like she's she's down for me like she has my back even though sometimes i'm like i don't know if she has my back but i'm like i mean like no i'm, I'm serious like sometimes in certain situations like certain situations that we talk about i'm like i don't know if she has my back but then it just knows that she wants the best for me and knows that she wants the right things for me. Like, like mm. she wants the right things for me. And and sometimes I'm like, I think in the cloudiness of like trying to see if like your own, like your own thoughts to thinking, like mental gymnastics, like, yeah, she does this, but she doesn't agree with me in this. But I'm like, but in the long run, when you see the big picture and you, and you look at it and you're like, no, she really wants the best for you. She just wants to make sure that you're on the right track and make sure if you're going to do whatever you do is excellent and it's better and it's, you know, and, and it's beneficial to you, to us, honestly. All right, Miss Maya. It's time for your uh, yeah, perspective. Gotta you you got to straighten some things out. Yes, So yes. how did you guys meet? Uh, well, I mean, he, he did 
get all pretty accurate on that. Um, we actually met while we were in college, or maybe right before you were about to go to college, yeah. while I was in co- something around there, um, is when we met for the first time. But we did, our friendship really started to build right after college when we were counselors at um, the summer camp together. And that's when I was like, he's a pretty cool dude. Like, And that's where our friendship really started and remained, you know, for however long. So, yes, that's how we met. So how did you know that Chris was the one? It's funny because as soon as he asked me out, I was like, this man is going to end up being my husband. It just made too much sense in my mind because we already were really good friends. But I knew what his purpose and his calling was and how aligned it was with what I was called to do. I was like, God, like you have a really funny sense of humor. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So how did life change after marriage for you guys? Uh, well, okay, first of all, let me, <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess I'll clean up that part later on. But life changed for me after marriage because I really had to compromise. Like, I really had to compromise. I was raised as an only child. Um, my mother adopted another, my younger sister, when I was in high school. But for the most part, I was raised as an only child. And I was kind of like the princess in the family, like the darling in the family, <laughs> if you will. I was the first granddaughter you know um the you know the straight a student always doing different things and you know the clean teen in the family you know wasn't having sex before marriage wasn't trying to taint the you know any i was really just on the straight and narrow if you will and so i was very spoiled if i'm honest i feel Mm -hmm. like i was a good kid like i wasn't a brat but i was very used to getting my own way and so when we got married i was like oh snap like i have to share i don't Mm -hmm. know about sharing like what is that and to this day he's still like yeah you don't know about sharing so (laughs) um but yeah compromising and um just taking another person into consideration consistently like all the time not just because you're trying to impress them but because it's the right thing to do (laughs) so yeah so what has been your greatest challenge and what has been your greatest joy in marriage? Well, he actually alluded to our greatest challenge, which started while we were dating. Like we have been on this ongoing journey regarding career and finances. Um, and there was like a two year piece during our marriage or during our dating time. We we dated for four years and for the majority of that time, honestly, Chris was unemployed. And so it was like really, really hard and I because I knew him as a person outside of before we started dating and because I knew what he was called to do and I believed in what he was called to do I stood by him now the the time when we did break up we broke up about a year before we got engaged things just kept getting worse and worse and worse and I felt like I'm I'm always a a person that believes like and this is nowhere in the Bible but I do believe that God helps those who help themselves like Mm -hmm. this is nowhere in the Bible so God is constantly teaching me about grace but I just felt like okay things should be getting better not worse and I felt like the more I was trying to help and trying to support it just kept going downhill so I was like okay let me take myself out of this equation (laughs) and you know just trust and believe that God is gonna you know do what he needs to do in Chris's life and so it was very hard I mean I tell and you know this when we when we broke up I was in tears because of course we've been dating for two going on three years so the soul I was already attached I was already you know invested you know and but I just felt like I needed to remove myself from the equation and 
I had certain standards for myself where I was like, I'm not, regardless of any man's financial situation, I'm not going to take care of anybody. Like, they're going to take care of me. And so um, I really had to trust God and be Mm -hmm. like, well, if this is the man that's for me, then, you know, this is the man that's for me, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to start a relationship or marriage this way. So mm-hmm. that's what led to the breakup. And, you know, God brought it full circle, of course, with the help of <laughs> with the help of track stars, but also just with the help of, of God and really just seeing Chris like step up in so many different ways. I was like, OK, like, thank you, Lord. But we, we did. We had a we had a moment where I was like, oh, I don't know, Lord. I don't know. So but um, but that to this day has been a, a challenge for us because um, kind of like what Ryan alluded to earlier, like both of us are entrepreneurially minded, but I know the way my husband is wired and I know that, you know, he will not be content in doing the job that he's doing now the rest of his life. So mm-hmm. we're constantly looking at how we can monetize his giftings, how we can monetize both of our giftings, you know, um, and really flourish in what God has put in our hearts to do. So mm-hmm. I would say for us, that's the greatest challenge for me. And then, of course, the greatest joy is really doing our purposes together. Like, I love when we work together on projects. I'm like, this is why we're to you know one of the reasons why we're together because i just feel like we complement each other so well um as it relates to arts and entertainment so awesome so now it's time for our newlywed game so maya can you explain this game i'm a little nervous about it don't be nervous don't be nervous (laughs) so okay if you guys have seen the wedding shoe game, then you kind of know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to ask you guys to take your shoes off. We don't have time for all of that. But I am going to ask you guys to um, say to answer a couple of questions. So I'm just putting these questions here together. And I will demonstrate first with you guys. Okay. So you'll know what's what. Okay. Here we go. So, here are cards. These are ours, and these are yours. So take one, each of you should have both of your names. Okay. There you go. All right. Oops, sorry, that's my water bottle down there. Okay, so each of you should have your own words for the person's name. So I'm gonna ask a question, and you put up the name, you show the camera, the name of whoever, whichever person you think this identifies with best, okay? We're not there yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Follow in instructions. Okay, okay. So the first question is, who said I love you first? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, okay, true. both of y'all. Okay, cool. All right. Second question is, as far as the girls are concerned, who's who's good cop? Mm. Definitely Ryan. Okay, okay. And then the last question is, who is the better driver? Ah, we see. That's good. (laughs) That's funny. No, 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 no. Mr. Moore over here struggles with road rage a little bit. (laughs) I'm the better driver. I always feel like I'm about to get a mailbox in the teeth when she drives. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when I'm on okay. that passenger side, it's like... Oh, my gosh. You see how close that mailbox is to the mirror? Oh, my I, I gosh. I guess we need to, uh, for the audio, tell tell them who, who won. 
Well, when we're doing it's, these. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so for the first one, as far as who said I love you first, it was Ryan, right? Yes, it was Ryan. And then for, for Good Cop with the Girls was Ryan. Yep. Was that right? Yes. And then we had... Good Cop over here. We had a draw for who's the better driver, which is good because you guys honestly think highly of one another, right? Did you put the opposite put, person? I put, up? I put, me. Oh, I put never mind. myself up. I'm the better driver because never mind. Mr. Moore over here has a little bit of road rage. Oh, my gosh. That's okay, though. I mean, driving, road rage is, you know, oh my gosh. somebody who's in front of you, but driving is Hilarious. Driving. Okay, I so there safely they, without Okay, we thinking. we moving on to, to Dawsonville now. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for those three, these are your questions. I don't know if you can see this, but um who's that? Who's that and who's that? All right. Okay. Dawsonville. Let's go, Chris. Don't First go question. <laughs> who's the troublemaker of the family? Ooh, and both are holding up Chris. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. Why is he the trouble? Why is he the troublemaker? He's always starting stuff, <laughs> even if he's joking. I'm like, okay, we just the other day we were on the way to. He was dropping me off at work, and I was like, is it your goal to just like piss me off before I get out the car, like just to make? And I know we, you know, we keep it, we keep it live in Dawsonville. But anyway, I was like, is that your goal? And he's like, I'm just joking with you, but I'm like, really? You like joke to the fullest? So uh-huh. he's the troublemaker. He's a big troll. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. Who has the final word? I assume that's an argument. Yeah. Who has the final word? You know what that is. <laughs> oh, okay. You ready? Right? He's still okay. thinking. Uh oh, we have a draw. Well, Chris is holding up Chris, and Maya's holding up Maya. <laughs> so who has the final word in the argument? Well, I think I would say it depends on what we're arguing about. That's true. So I think if it's something where I don't see it. And she's like, no, babe, it's this. I'm telling you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. But if it's like, um, you come to me for big situations. Yeah, decisions, you have the final decision. But yeah. usually when we're arguing, or as we like to say, going tit for tat, I usually don't know when to quit. Yeah, so. you don't. But then I could bring it back, too. So that's what I'm like. Yeah. So it's an equal, equal, I would say. But... I could defer. If the Holy Spirit kicks in, I defer. Amen. He does. Amen. He's really quick to apologize. Help me, Lord. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's the messy eater? Oh. <laughs> Chris doesn't deny it. They're yeah. both holding up Chris. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Noble character acknowledgments? Yes. So if you know of a woman that you want to give praise to, a shout out, or recognize for making a difference in their family, neighborhood, or on their job, then please go to our website at becomingevatoday.com and submit their name in the noble character tab. And so today, since we are with our spouses... Um, we're choosing a spouse or a marriage couple that we want to recognize as noble characters. So, Ryan, you want to tell um, Becoming Eva audience about our noble character submission? Yeah, our noble character couple this week is uh, Curtis and Bobby Mentor. And they are members of our uh, home church, Word of Faith. And they have been just pillars throughout our church over the years serving in different ministries Um, they have helped out with uh, the young adults and have helped reared a lot of our young um, men and women 
into um, godly and faithful relationships, but they have been fostering for years um, children um, and just being open hearts and open minds to uh, whatever God puts in front of them. And this week they were highlighted on the news for uh, adopting three brothers. That's awesome. So they adopted three little boys and uh, it was just really great to see them. They are such loving, fun people. And so we really think that that's just noble character of uh, a couple at our church that would do something so bold and so daring just to take on a, a new family like that. That's awesome. That's like going from a two family to a five, mm-hmm. like our oh, household, right. like a five wow. family household wow. overnight. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Zero to a hundred. Wow. <laughs> mm. So wow. what about you guys? Do you have a couple or I have one in mind. But I do too. Are we thinking the same couple? I don't know. <laughs> Is it the couple that did our premarital? No. Yeah, we can think. Who are you? Yeah. Well, we can say two else. different. I'm, well, we can say I, two no, different do, ones. I, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Um, I was. Uh, well, we. I guess we'll acknowledge. We discuss this thing. I, I didn't know. know. I didn't. Yeah. That was on me. I didn't go to him about this one. But I was gonna say, if you want, you could do. We could do no, two different no. ones. Let's be. That's let's fine. Be, let's be yoked. Oh, amen for being <laughs> yoked. Okay. So the couple um, that we're gonna highlight are the Sumters, Ron yeah. and Patrice Sumter. Um, and um, you kind of alluded to it earlier. They actually facilitated our premarital counseling. And we're very instrumental in that. And then also after we got married, you know, helped us find our first home. Uh, We're there when we um, when I was um, going through chemotherapy. I mean, she was taking me to and from treatments, you know. And so just really, really supportive of us during our um, throughout our marriage. So we highlight the Sumters. Shout out to Ron and Patrice. All right. Time for our Becoming Eva Challenge. Did you guys, did you receive any feedback from last week's challenge? I did not. Did you? Did I did you receive not. any? Okay. Well, hopefully, if you guys watched Dating as an Independent Woman, it's not too late, you know, to find someone that you want to glean from as a married couple. And this is whether you're single or married, you know, to really help and support you in your pursuit of marriage or in your current marriage, you know. But this week's BE challenge is actually to uh, connect with a marriage mentor couple. Oh, I think I said the challenge for this week. My bad. But this week's challenge is to connect with a married uh, married couple, whether you're single or married, to glean from. And so we want to encourage you to do that if you don't already have a couple that mentors you, that inspires you. Um, and again, this is whether you're, you know, aspiring to be married or whether you're already married. I think it's important to learn and grow together. So Yes. And if you don't have a good role model at home, like if your parents weren't married or if, you know, if it's not a good um, model for you, then don't be afraid to reach out and connect with some other people mm-hmm. that, so that you can be exposed to more views on some positive marriages. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, so that you can glean from other people to aspire to. Yeah. And you hit different seasons in your marriage. So, you know, one couple may be great when you're newlyweds. Another couple may be great as you're, re- you know, going into parenting or, you know, becoming empty nesters or what have you like, or, you know, um, having entrepreneurial um, goals. So it may hit different seasons. So that's okay. You know? Mm-hmm. So next week's topic is called the rules of engagement. Maya, do you want to tell them a little bit about 
yes. what we're going to be talking about next week. Well, I will say this. We had a lot of feedback um, before, during, and after last week's uh, show on um, or episode on dating as an independent woman. And so we really felt we needed to revisit some things. So rules of engagement is going inco- gonna to cover um, relationships, whether you're dating uh, or whether you're married. But we're really going to kind of go from one end of the spectrum to the other. And we might have a guest, I think, that week with yes, us as well. Yes, we're going to have so, a guest. Yeah. So all that to say, you don't want to miss it. Whether you're single or married, we're going to be talking. We're going to continue the conversation on relationships and talk about rules of engagement. All right. So don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook at Becoming Eva Today. That is one word. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Becoming Eva Today. See See you you soon. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See you next time. time.